Hi, welcome to the Recovery Daily Podcast. I'm your host, Rachel Miller. I'm a stroke survivor and grateful recovering alcoholic. Today, I'm going to talk about lessons in anger. This morning in my sobriety meeting, the topic was watching out for anger and resentments. And this morning, what I was hearing and feeling about the topic was, yes, I need to be careful. I need to make sure that I'm never angry or resentful, that I don't hold on to those feelings because it may cause me to drink. And that's kind of a well-known idea in the sobriety program is that resentments are dangerous, especially for an alcoholic. And And what I'm suggesting in this episode is that anger is not something that we need to be afraid of or avoid. What I'm suggesting is that there are benefits to anger. And when I started off this morning preparing for this podcast... I actually wrote down, there are no benefits to anger, none. I put period, none, period. And I thought, that's probably not true. Because I started really thinking about what happens when I get angry. It's not the anger that I'm benefiting from. It's the way that I contextualize the anger and I process it. That's where the benefit is. So that's what I wanted to talk about today. And over the past six days, I have been grieving my career. This is okay. And it's natural. And it doesn't feel good. And because grieving is multidimensional, a part of that, and we learn in this, I don't know, five stages of grieving, that it involves typically anger. Anger uh, often is one of the stages of grieving. So I have had some anger. And here's the thing. I don't have anyone to be angry about. I'm, or angry towards, I should say, I've just been angry. And again, that's okay. It's not something that's going to hurt me. It's not something that I should fear. It's just something that I feel. And it has taken me five days. So today is the sixth day. So last night, I snapped out of it. I snapped out of that anger. Um, the I guess the phase of anger was over or something. But it was, I was very aware of it, that the anger was gone. And it was gone in an instant. It was like all of a sudden, I had a new perspective of my situation And I wasn't angry anymore. Just like that. 
And why, why did that happen? I think it's because I was lacking an understanding of a lot of things that have to do with my situation. But what I didn't do in the past five days is I didn't react to those feelings of anger. Instead, I did the opposite. I actually worked harder to understand the the gap in my knowledge, wherever the gaps lied in my knowledge, I was working hard to fill those gaps, to, to learn what I needed to learn in order to process my anger. And while I was doing it, I didn't realize that I was processing my anger. I I didn't realize that's what was happening. I realize it now looking back over the past six days where I have gone through it, snapped out of it, and spent an entire day not going back and feeling that anger again. Um, I'm able to see what was happening. And that's what's fascinating about this podcast and this exercise that I that I do every day, which is I start my day in a sobriety meeting and I, you know, I'm taking notes about how I'm feeling this in the morning, you know, what are the things that are bothering me and either I'll what are the things that are bothering me or what are the things that I'm grateful for? You know, it doesn't all have to be negative. I don't roll in that meeting. I'm like, this sucks and this sucks and this sucks, but I'm not going to drink. That's not what it's like. It's, um, I'm identifying, I'm really taking a look inside myself for an hour and getting to know myself and, you know, just like we would if we wake up beside our spouse and we want to know how they're doing right when they wake up in the morning. How are you feeling this morning? Are you excited about your day? Are you, you know, are you like, oh, another day to another, got to go make the donuts or what are you feeling? You know, I like to take that time when I first get up and go to my meeting and look inward and get to know myself. What kind of day am I starting off having and what do I want it to look like for the whole day so I stray from the topic so here we go as an alcoholic anger and resentments are dangerous to our sobriety anger can kill me you know it's not the anger specifically um, but indirectly that anger can cause me to feel like I need to drink to make the anger go away. It means I'm not spiritually fit is is what I've learned in the program. And it can make me feel like I have an excuse to drink. So it's important as an alcoholic that I'm always very aware of how I'm feeling. And that I'm processing those feelings continuously so that I remain in 
uh, really a, a serene mindset. That's my goal. That's what I seek every day is joy and serenity. And that's why I talk about that. And how I do it is I'm trying to constantly process and make sure that I'm just living. I'm not holding on to things. I'm processing and I'm living. Um, so anger is really pointed fear towards a people, a people, a person, place, or thing, or many people. So anger is pointed fear towards people, places, or things. I don't fully understand the psychology of anger. If I did, I'd be a psychologist and I wouldn't be sitting here doing this podcast. <laughs> but I do have experience coping with anger. And I know that I can't afford to hold on to anger. And so so I wanted to share with you how do I cope with anger? I've 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 really touched on this, I think, several times in, in the podcast. So real briefly, one thing I do is exercise. Specifically, right now in my strokes recovery uh, is push-ups because it's the easiest thing for my head and my eyes uh, because I don't have to move necessarily, you know, anywhere. So push-ups is awesome when I'm angry. Um, what I used to do is I used to run and that was awesome. You know, just the, just the letting go of all of that energy because it's just energy, um, that needs to get out. Um, and then one thing that I kind of realized that I do late now, after I got sober, in recovery is I know how I want to deal with anger. When I get angry, I know how I want to feel and how I want to respond to it. So once I stopped drinking and I was able to work the steps of my program and start releasing some of that stuff, that junk from my dark place, I was able to have, I was able to pause better instead of feeling angry and then reacting. So now that I've, I've started to be able to better manage my emotions, better process, better understand that when I feel something, I don't have to react to it. When I feel something, it means it's an opportunity to, to get to know myself. You know, it's, it's a learning opportunity within me. And so being able to now pause, realize that I'm angry, realize the way that I want to behave, I can act as if and just do that. Um, and just like I've said a lot lately, if you're feeling something negative, you can 
try to put a smile on your face and the smile on the inside will come. It's, it's fascinating how it happens. It really does work for me. It doesn't work right away, but, but it does work. It really does. Um, I cannot frown on the inside if I'm smiling on the outside. It's, it just seems to be impossible for me. So if I act as if and behave the way that I want to behave when I feel angry, then my behavior, my desire to behave that way follows. And in that time that I'm trying to process, because that allows me, that gives me the opportunity to process the emotion um, instead of just reacting to it. I'm not, if I'm just reacting right away when I'm angry, I'm not processing it at, at all. So anger requires action. This is, this is another thing that I've learned. And it's not an immediate action. That's a reaction. Action is understanding why I'm angry. I don't have to sit back and just be a victim of anger. What I can do is when I feel angry, it should ignite a process within me. And it's the process begins with why am I angry? Like understanding what I'm angry about. Start trying to gain knowledge to fill that gap of understanding uh, because for me, a lot of times I'm angry because I'm lacking information. That's, that's not always the case because, of course, we can be angry about injustices and we can be, we can have justified anger. So what I'm talking about does not apply across the board, but it does apply uh, to a lot of ankle biters that we deal with in life. And another action that is required or, or that, yeah, is required really when we feel angry is to forgive ourselves for being angry. Sometimes we beat ourselves up when we feel angry, but angry is a, is a, is a, an emotion just like all the others. And it's something that we're allowed to feel. It's something that we should feel. It's something that our ancestors had to feel in order to fight for us, you know? So it's not a bad thing. Angry Anger is not bad. I think we always attach the two to each other. The, that anger is a bad thing, but it isn't. It's, and I'll go a little more into the, the benefits of anger. But, um, but before that I do that, um, anger blocks my growth, I feel like, and it keeps me from working toward my future. 
it's if I don't process it and I just react to it, then in in my mind, I'm holding on to it. I'm not looking at it. I'm not trying to understand and get gain knowledge about myself and learn from it. I'm just taking it. It's negative. I'm going to hold on to it and I'm going to lash out about it. And la- you know, and reacting to anger can look like a whole lot of different things, you know. And when I do that, I can't grow. It's kind of like I talked about the other day about if we're so focused on the past, we are, it's impossible to focus on the future. You can't do both. You can't multitask. And and just like that, um, if I don't process the anger, I'm not going to grow. Anger is yet another emotion that I have to learn, that I've had to learn how to process in sobriety. And I feel like I have been more angry in the past three months as I've entered into stroke recovery than I've been in all of sobriety, in over seven years of sobriety. And I'm angry because of lots of reasons. You know, I feel like it's not fair. This is not how I had planned my life. You know, I really, I had my shit together and I had a plan and, and this wasn't part of it. And so I, I seem to keep finding, it's like I'm searching for reasons to be angry. You know, if somebody, you know, if insurance doesn't respond the way that I want them to right away or my doctor or whatever, I, I'm like, I'm angry, (laughs) you know, I'm pissed at, I'm pissed at this, I'm pissed at that. And that's absolutely not healthy for me to be feeling stress during this time because stress really does make things physically worse for me if I'm stressed out. So as I said, anger, well, I talked about actually that um, grief is multidimensional and includes anger. But anger is multidimensional because there's usually another emotion that is running in parallel with anger. And anger can be underlined with fear. It can be underlined with sadness, jealousy, you know. So what what are the benefits of that, you know? Well, first, I want to look at how anger shows itself in our behavior. I mentioned anger is, is energy. And when we're kids, we, when we haven't yet learned how to process anger, we have 
an unconscious reaction to anger. And as a child, you know, when you're told, <laughs> I shared it in one of the episodes, like when my when my son asked me for some candy or something at the checkout, and he lost his freaking mind and started yanking on some lady's cart and throwing a, a tantrum and stuff like that. That is exactly an unconscious reaction to anger that happens before we learn how to process anger. And unbelievably, there are adults that never learn how to process anger and still have an unconscious response. But if we had the opportunity of learning how to process anger as a child or not maybe as a as a child uh fully as a child, but as we're growing up and as we're an adult even, if we continue to learn how to process the anger, then we can have a conscious response. So we can either have an unconscious reaction or a conscious response. And Anger is important to our growth and self-knowledge or understanding what makes us tick. I can look at what makes me angry, you know, like poor communication makes me angry. Uh, Being disrespected as a fellow human being makes me angry. You know, if somebody thinks they're better than me for any reason, they have more money than me, they're smarter than me, you know, they're uh, in, in hierarchical terms at, in a career, they are higher than me. Um, I don't think there's any excuse in life to be disrespected as a human being, like, your air is the same air I'm breathing. And for somebody to ever think that their air is, uh, you know, more valued than mine or, you know, it is, is, well, I'm just going to say it's bullshit. <laughs> and so clearly it makes me angry. So, but what is the next layer of emotion that's under that anger? Because anger doesn't seem to show up all alone by itself. When I'm angry about poor communication or somebody being disrespectful to me as a human, as a fellow human being, I'm also disappointed. I'm disappointed in that person that they can't or they won't communicate well. And I also feel frustrated. I feel frustrated that I'm left to make decisions 
you know, where I am in life without, you know, let's talk about poor communication. If somebody can't communicate fully or accurately to me, then I'm frustrated because I'm left making decisions without being fully informed, without being given the whole story. So communication is a huge deal to Rachel, (laughs) huge deal to Rachel. And the people that I've worked with over the years know that um, it's at almost the very top of my priorities in life as a director, as a friend, as a mother, as a daughter, as a sister, you know, communication is what makes the world go round. Um, So a little passionate about that. So having to make decisions in my life based on only half the story is like is like trying to plan activities that I'm going to enjoy in my next vacation yet nobody has told me where I'm going you know so I would be angry about that but I would also be embarrassed that I end up packing ski jackets and gloves um, when we're, we end up going to the beach. Poor communication leaves people standing there with their pants down. You know, that's what, it, that's what it feels like to me. It drives me crazy. Anyway, but here's why anger is important. The way that we choose to contextualize our anger and process it is what we grow from. That's what really matters. That's what allows us to get to know ourselves better. Do we process anger once and then respond? Do we not process anger at all and we just react? Or do we send anger through, imagine our brain as a processor. I mean, it is a processor. Do we send anger through our processor multiple times to break it down? How far do we break down anger before we respond? And this is what I call coping. Coping includes a conscious voluntary action to respond to anger. And that is the healthy part of anger. When we are just angry and we're reacting and we don't process it, I don't give a shit why this happened, I'm just pissed off and I react, that is like catastrophizing where you're just like, there. this is the worst thing that has ever happened. Everybody can just go <laughs> F themselves. And sorry, I usually don't go all the way down that road. But um, that means it doesn't go through our processor at all. 
and we're reacting and it's not healthy. It's not healthy for us from for lots of reasons. It's not healthy emotionally and it's and it can be not healthy physically if we're putting ourselves in a situation where we're driving down the road and somebody is in front of us and they're driving slow and I have somewhere to be and I just start cussing at them or something like that. By the way, I don't do that. Um, that could be dangerous. You know, I'm an, I'm so adamant that we about um, not having road rage because you, you never know who's got a gun in their car or something like that. So it's just not healthy for you. Uh, it's dangerous for you. And it's not healthy for your relationships. As we improve our coping skills, we're confronting our fears. We're respecting our boundaries. And it enables us to better communicate to others what our boundaries are. And we deserve that. We deserve to give that to ourselves to give ourselves proper representation and self-advocacy. So dealing with the physical symptoms of anger is a whole different topic. You know, like the racing heartbeat, like the hot flash, your face gets all red. Uh, For me, the inability to eat, uh, I have no idea how to handle those yet. But I'm betting that if I start focusing on how many times I process something that I'm angry about and I deconstruct it and figure out what are all those dimensions of this one feeling, then I'll be left with a greater understanding of myself And I'll be left with an experience that I can say, well, this is what I did last time I was angry and it worked. So I'm going to do it again. So I have a a little story, brief story about anger and the way that I processed it once and what and how that turned out. So, uh, My boss and I have an incredible relationship. I talk about him all the time, so I think it's pretty clear. Um, We have this boss-employee-slash-brother-sister relationship, and somehow we have figured it out. I don't know how. We just have been able to, when it's time for me to put my employee hat on, and um, say yes or no, sir. I do that. And when I know it's safe, <laughs> when I know it's safe to uh, to joke around or or to give him feedback, which um, I know that's not encouraged to give your to give your manager feedback, but I do sometimes um, feedback that he doesn't want to hear. Uh, then I know that I can do that well. So we have a great relationship. And, um, but I get angry with him. I've gotten angry with him over the years. We've been working together for um, 
almost nine years, I think. Uh, I think it's nine years next month. And so um, there is, over this time, uh, I think it was over COVID, so I, I was not with him. I didn't have to see him throughout this week. We weren't in the office. Um, I, I don't remember what he did, but he made a decision that I didn't agree with, right? I, I, he does that a lot. He makes decisions that I don't agree with. And as an employee, I respect that he's making the decision that is in the best interest of the company. You know, that's what he's always done. That's why, how I try to look at it. But, you know, sometimes from our viewpoint, the best decision for the company or the situation or whatever it is that you're dealing with at work is different than the best decision that our bosses come up with from their viewpoint. And it's hard. It's really hard to look past that. Um, Look past that point where I think I know everything. And so whatever it was, I was really angry uh, because I just couldn't see why he would have made that decision. But you know what I did? I wrote his name down and put it in my God box. Okay, this was on day one. And again, I didn't have to go into the office, so I didn't have to pass him in the hallway or anything like that. I wrote his name down. I put it in the God box. The next day, I was still angry. And I wrote his name down and I put it in my God box. Did he know I was angry? No. I never said a word. I never reacted to him. I did what he told me to do. And even though I didn't agree with it, I just did it. Um, And I just kept putting his name in the God box. So for five days, note I said five days, I put his name in my God box. And on the sixth day, I was no longer angry. So at the beginning of this episode, I mentioned that I had been angry for the past, I said six days, it was five days total that I was angry because I stopped being angry the evening of the fifth day. So um, let this be a lesson to me that if I'm angry about something, wait five days before I respond to it. Because how I see it on the sixth day is not even close to how I see it on the first day. So um, I believe at some point I have told my boss this. I'm quite certain that I told him that I stuck his name in my God box for five days and that on the sixth day I wasn't mad at him anymore. But um, it's really, I think, a beneficial exercise to do. It's hard to do. It's not easy. You know, it's, it's about as easy as having a, uh, a Twix bar sitting on the counter in the kitchen for five days and not picking it up. 
that's how hard it is to be angry for five days and not act on it. it it's difficult. But I'll tell you, it is a healthy exercise to do it, to allow yourself the time, the self-respect to, to process the anger. And you're going to learn a whole lot more about yourself. And I feel like it it just feels better on the other side. It absolutely feels better on the other side because I didn't damage any relationships, you know? And and it's not like I'm I'm holding things in. It's different than that. I talked about my anger with my friend, you know? I talked about my anger with my family. But what I didn't do is I didn't react and talk about my anger, and it wouldn't be talking probably, with whomever I was angry at, you know. And, and, and again, as I said at the beginning of the episode, I don't even know what I was angry about the past five days, really. I really don't. I could list things that I feel like I was angry at, but I don't think I was angry at anything but the fact that I had a stroke. That's what I think I was angry at. And I see that now, but it took five days for me to do that. So um, so anyway, that's what I got. I think, uh, I think that you can really benefit from trying to practice this five-day thing. So I'm going to keep trying it the next time I get angry. Maybe I won't get angry anymore. Maybe this was like a, like a shifting, um, a pivotal point in my stroke recovery that I needed to talk about. That's how things work. So thank you so much for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow.